Hello, and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Today's episode will introduce you to our latest series of discussions, simply named the Young Surveyors Network Edition, and will feature many aspects of millennial survey professionals and technicians. This inaugural topic will feature further insight regarding the fascinating story behind the recently formed Young Surveyors Group of the New Hampshire Land Surveyors Association and their mission to verify the elevation at the top of Mount Tecumseh. Today's guest is Eric Salovich, chair of the newly formed group and initiator of the survey party setting out to provide that elevation verification. Also new to the podcast will be me. My name is Tim Birch, and I currently serve as the vice president of NSPS. Eric and I sat down recently to record this conversation about the Mount Tecumseh endeavor and to dig a little further into the role these young guns of surveying wish to fulfill. So without further delay, here is the Young Surveyors Network edition of Surveyor Says. Welcome to the Surveyor Says podcast. My name is Tim Birch. I'm the vice president of NSPS. And with me today is Eric Salovich. He is a young surveyor from the New Hampshire Society. And he's going to tell us today about a project that the New Hampshire Society Young Surveyors took on this last summer. Uh, And I always screw this name up. Is it Tecumseh? How do you pronounce that? It is. I know it is. Uh, an Indian term, and I always I always butcher it. So it's Mount Tecumseh. Mount Tecumseh. Okay. There's nothing like offending uh, 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 offending a, a tribe or a race or somebody by uh, mispronouncing their name. But Mount Tecumseh. And uh, well, I tell you what. Let's back up first. Uh, you're part of the New Hampshire Young Surveyors uh, Group. How did that group come about? Who started it, and how did you get involved, or did you help start it? Um, so I guess many people will say I helped start it. I like to give the credit to Joshua Manning. He's a licensed land surveyor within the state of New Hampshire. He's part of NHLSA's uh, professional practice director. He really got the ball rolling by having a roundtable discussion actually at last year's um, annual meeting. And you know I partook in that roundtable discussion and found myself actively volunteering to help any which way I can, which is a a natural thing for me. And next thing you know, I started a Facebook group and just kind of created a place for young surveyors to communicate in the state. And before you know it, we were organizing our first official meeting, which was January of 2019. Um, We were kind of just on our own at that point. It wasn't until a little further on into the year that I became involved and started communicating with the YSN network, which is the national uh, young surveyors network that NSPS is a part of, or they're a part of NSPS, vice versa. Um, And things have developed relatively quickly since being involved with them and getting the guidance of them and ideas and stuff that I can bring back to the state chapter. So it's been, it's been really good. So I guess I started it. Um, it was June or July. I was voted in as chair. Uh, we do chair, vice chair versus the state chapter, which does president, vice president, um, you know, very good potato. Very good. Well, <laughs> I can tell you, yes, I, I 
it just seemed like the the New Hampshire Young Surveyors just uh, popped onto the scene all of a sudden. Um, even in my in what I monitor for for uh, surveying social media, and I've got to uh, applaud you and your group because seeing them on Facebook, seeing them on Instagram, seeing more and more things on top of uh, this exciting project we're going to talk about today. So uh, you, I will say that you guys are. You guys and gals are putting on a great example of what a Young Surveyors Network within a state and a state organization can do. So kudos to all of you for, for at least getting that started. Um, okay, today's project uh, with the big article that came out uh, in the New Hampshire newsletter and the, was it the New, New Hampshire, I, I forget the website, the the other, the New Hampshire Magazine. New Hampshire Magazine, there you go. That's yeah, you know, New Hampshire Magazine. Big of, time, uh, right off the bat. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of neat to see this project develop over the years. Over the year, um, we first began looking at this project back in February. Um, an article was released by the Appalachian Mountain Club that, after analyzing some lidar data, the area depicting around the summit was coming out at 3,995 feet. Um, so there was this big toss up of, you know, is this really a 48, 4,000 footer and um, should it be, should it be knocked off, should it be grandfathered in and it seemed like a lot of weight was being put into this LIDAR data and us being surveyors and having the capabilities of measuring the summit accurately, we started discussing if this was something that we wanted to do. Um, we started preliminary planning and seeing how we would do it, if we could do it um, and it just started to develop into a lot more. People were getting excited about it. People outside of our organization started to get excited about it. Um, and the ball started rolling. It... Very nice. Well, I guess for us non-New Englanders, uh, can you give us just a little bit of what, how, I mean, how big of a deal is this 4,000 foot elevation and and the the varying peaks up there that uh that, that the, the climbers that it, it's almost like it, it's some sort of badge of honor to climb these so there's 48 4,000 foot peaks in new hampshire and after you climb them all you can you submit to the appalachian mountain club and they send you a little patch um that basically says you've climbed them all it's a it's a task i trying to think of the word here sure um, yeah no it just it, like i said it just seems like kind of a badge of honor amongst uh yeah, hikers novelty yeah you know, if you climb all 48 and tecumseh has um a unique place on that list because it's 4,003 feet so it's tied for the lowest summit elevation out of all the 48 um other mountains and it's graded as one of the easier hikes. Although it's a two and a half mile hike to the summit and you're climbing about 2,200 feet in elevation, it's not easy as I use my fingers <laughs> yeah. for the quotations there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in comparison to climbing Mount Washington, it's significantly easier. Absolutely. So, um, it being so close to 4,000 feet, again, you can see why the LIDAR data came out a little lower and, you know, um, Quimby there using some of the triangulation methods he did back in the early 19th century to develop this elevation uh, for 4,003 feet. That's the USGS quadra angle map elevation was 4,003. 
Well, in the grand scheme of things, I, I mean, in going back and in reading the article and then looking through Quimby's notes, um, I guess I'm just blown away that he was as close as he was, uh, that it wasn't dozens of feet off, let's say, that uh, he was re reasonably close. So, But, yeah, to come up with the LiDAR data and some discrepancy, I can see where, hey, if it's going to be 4,000, it needs to be 4,000. So I guess so when you when the group decided to go after this uh to scale the summit of this thing, uh, I mean, who put this together? I mean, who? What was? Uh, I guess can we name the group that put this together and uh, and uh, went charging up the hill to go do this? Yeah, I guess you're talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good! Um, I got the right guy on the line. Yeah, exactly. You know, we started tossing this around our our meetings. You know, we meet every once a month. It's the second Tuesday of every month, and um, we have a revolving agenda and. Um, you know, once this just became a discussion topic and then it quickly developed into, you know, this is what our entire meeting is going to be about. Um, so we organized it. We got behind, we got in touch with the publications director from NHLSA. He got on board and he really helped us with, you know, what we need to document and what we need to do to follow proper procedures. Uh, we got in touch with Waterville Valley Ski Resort. They're the ones who gave us access to use their facilities. We set up a GPS base station on their property, and we actually hiked up the mountain from their property because it's a slightly shorter distance than coming in from Tripoli Road, which is on the north side of the summit. Um, and part of our young surveyors group is a young surveyor who works for their White Mountain National Forest. Um, he got involved, and that kind of spills into how we were able to monument the summit and actually put a disc up there, um, having the, the Forest Service kind of on our side or Good. part of the project. Good. We said you put a base station down down below. Uh, what what methods of measurement did you guys end up having to use up on top of the hill to – excuse me, the mountain? Yeah, there was some, you know – and part of the planning of this whole thing, we did, decided to divide into teams. Um, there was going to be one team was just going to do the base station GPS static work. Um, they pounded a four-foot rebar in at the base of Waterville Valley Ski Resort. That's kind of like the midway point between the summit and some other New Hampshire DOT discs that have um, published elevations to them. So we set our base station up there. Uh, we also set up a static unit on a, a GPSable disk nearby, so that was running coherently with everything else. Uh, we did have two RTK VRS crews that were hitting all of these points along with the static network. And um, another crew, which was the leveling crew, which was I was part of, um, we had one disk nearby but it wasn't directly GPSable so we had to go there and run a differential level loop down to a GPSable point so that they could GPS that and tie into that disk and then we hiked the level and the legs and the rod up to the summit we kind of did a setup and did a spot check you know there was 10 of us on the the whole project as a whole so we were all up there saying this spot looks like it could be the highest this spot could be the highest <laughs> take a shot here take a shot here and we kind of found the absolute highest peak um the highest peak wasn't ideally the best to monument so the disc is actually a few tenths lower than the highest peak but that's on a nice flat spot right 
by the base of the carrot at the summit of the mountain. Nice, nice. Well, it sounds like if this isn't something you just take your normal survey crew and run up the hill and take a couple RTK shots. I mean, this was very well thought out, very well planned, uh, and obviously then monumented. how long did it take you to actually put together this this sort of plan to to how to attack this this elevation uh, determination? So, you know, we read the lidar article in February. Um, we probably became serious about it in March, April, and then our May meeting was a few hours of everybody collaborating, coming up with ideas, figuring out how to do this. Um, at that point, we had all of the NHDOT disks, um, data sheets all spread around and figuring out which ones we were going to go after and, you know, what we were going to do and which ones were close. And that was pretty much it. That May meeting, you know, probably a couple of hours with, you know, a dozen of us together putting this job together just like any other field project and, um, you know, took care of it. It was well, it sounds like it was, it was one day. yeah, it was well thought out. Um, and I guess that's part of it that I, I I'm appreciating just in in this conversation now is that you don't the articles are good. The articles are informative, and then uh, it, it captured my uh, uh, my attention. But hearing now the, the how you had to go about hitting the the known uh, New Hampshire discs, and you know having to run some run some differential levels to just to be able to get into some places. And um, like I said, it's not just running up the hill turning on the uh, the real-time network with the RTK and going, boop, here's a shot. Oh, this is what it is. Uh, you guys did a – sounds like you did a really great job. So what did you end up setting up there, a brass disc? Yeah, we set a brass disc up there. It's, um, you know, looks about the same feel as the other brass discs that are in the mountains in the White Mountain National Forest. Um, it's labeled with the USDA uh, Forest Service and New Hampshire Land Surveyors Association in 2019. And – uh, we labeled it as 3,997 feet. Uh, we rounded to the nearest foot. You know, realistically, our elevation, you know, the confidence level down to the hundredth, probably not. We're pretty confident um, to the tenth, but for the average hiker, you know, labeling the disc to the nearest foot was sufficient yeah. for us. That's good. Well, uh, I guess. My next question, just kind of now that you've memorialized it, uh, does this information go any further up the, um, I guess, any kind of food chain of, of uh, governmental agencies? I mean, is this is this officially recognized by anybody, or do they have to go through their own process? Do you know what, what goes next, if anything? So we've had the conversation of potentially moving forward with this and bringing it to USGS and trying to get it the published elevation at the federal level but um, looking into it a little further we'd have to do some more work um, whether that's reoccupying and rerunning the GPS network and kind of getting some more redundancy for our purposes we feel like we've completed the task Um, you know if the elevation came out 4,001 feet I think we'd be a little bit more excited about it (laughs) We were kind of all hoping to prove the LIDAR wrong. Um, We are, I'm actually pretty impressed with the LIDAR data in that area. If you're on the top of the summit, you know, you have the trail and some vegetated areas, and then 
you have a, a rising of a outcrop of ledge and the lidar accuracy up there i forget it's like a it was a one or two shots per a few meters i would have to look at my notes and find out the exact thing but it's pretty sparse on the lidar so you could easily see if you know you got a return here and a return over here and just missed that little ledge right. outcrop you know you would be relatively close to 995 instead of what the 997 which what we got Sure, that makes a lot of sense. You're right. It's amazing how accurate airborne lidar. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the remote sensing technologies is going. Um, um, so I guess to to revisit your yeah, question of sure bringing this thing forward, um, you know, I think it's gonna just remain a formal informal report. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I'm 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 guessing, especially with uh, some of the the uh, advances that NGS is making, it's going to be easier to blue book things uh, down the road. I, you know, I guess that's something to throw out there. Maybe somebody goes up there and runs a couple hour static and uh, uploads it to NGS and, and blue books it someday. But like you said, you've, you've, you set out to, to, to confidently establish an elevation and uh, it sure sounds like you guys, you did your homework, you did it, did it the right way you did. And uh, so that was, that's very good. Uh, What's next for this group? You, I mean, it, you, you tackled this one right off the bat. There's got to be something that uh, uh, got you fired up to go on, on, on the next thing for a bucket list. You know, this we've had talks about it, and there are a few other peaks um, on the list that could potentially be surveyed. You know, there's a lot of discrepancy because in order to be a you know, a recognized 4,000 footer, you need to have 200 feet of elevation change from summit to summit. So I know of a few mountains that are close to that. You know, a lot of these projects, again, aren't going to be as straightforward as the Tecumseh project was. So we're a little hesitant to just jump on board and say <laughs> we're going to, you know, do another 12-hour survey day, you know, when we are all doing this Monday through Friday. So there's potential that we get involved with something and, you know, it's nice to get some traction and to be on your show and, you know, see the news articles come out and, you know, we'll see. Well, I tell you what, I get a couple quick questions that that come to mind that uh, I, I didn't forward to you uh, at first. Uh, any lessons learned from from working as a group and, and working through this? I mean, you, you had a plan, you you executed it. Was there anything you learned that we could have done it a little better this way or this was the best way to do this particular piece? I feel confident that we approached this project in the most effective manner. Um, you know, we certainly weren't going to traverse to the top. We, If you've ever hiked Tecumseh or are familiar with it, it's there's a good section where it's pretty much straight up. So even if someone was going to attempt a differential level to the top, I, I don't think that would even be possible or time, you know, efficient. You know, seeing how they came up with these elevations back in the early 1900s kind of makes you amazed that he was only off by six feet. Right, know? exactly. Um, took us a full day to uh, come up with it ourselves with a big team. I mean, if you were with a traditional survey crew, that would be days of worth of work that we kind of compiled on one Saturday. So I think we did this project as efficiently and effectively as we could. 
Good. And I think utilizing GPS and technologies of doing this stuff going forward is is the way to go. Very good. Um, so I guess my, my other second part to that question is, is that uh, uh, I guess all of the things you've learned, both education and now in your experience, I mean, I'm hoping what you what you do in your everyday work led to led to the success of of this type of work that there was a like you said with the technology and then the the methods and policy and procedures you're able to to attack this very efficiently. Yeah, I come from a background of larger uh, municipality projects, so big road surveys, big utility lines where we're utilizing GPS and running line traverses. Um, so running a larger GPS network and kind of pulling together all these data sheets and separating them into different crews and field folders was something that, you know, kind of just came natural and um, threw all that stuff together and everyone was on board and kind of, we all met in the parking lot at 7.30 that morning and, um, you know, handed out different crews, their field folder and their tasks and we kind of just went along our way. It was, it was a good day. Very good. Well, what else is on, rather than just uh, climbing more mountains, uh, does the group, does your young surveyors group have have some goals they've got uh, for, for the next, for short term, long term? What what do you guys want to want to accomplish? So we are, I, I was fortunate enough to attend the fall NSPS business meeting. And in that meeting, um, I can now say I became friends with a lot of the younger surveyors that are part of the, the young survey network there. And I learned a lot of about that group and how that group does things and, you know, took that back to the state chapter. So we've since implemented our own kind of structure. And we, at the beginning of the year, we were more of a, a social club where we would, you know, organize our meetings at pubs and chase happy hours and now I feel like we're becoming a professional, you know, committee and part of a professional organization. So it's kind of nice. Um, you know, me being voted in as chair, um, we, as of tomorrow at our business meeting on the December 5th and 6th, we'll be voting in a vice chair and starting that turnover and kind of preparing for the future. And you know, just reaching out to other young surveyors and getting people involved with this awesome profession is is the goal. And doing projects like this, I think, is how we get there. Sure. And uh, might give a little shout out. Uh, what meeting is the next couple of days? So the New Hampshire License License Surveyors Association LSA NHLSA. I always say it. I always kind of forget. You know, part of the organization. I always forget the name. We have our 50th annual meeting um, tomorrow, December 5th and 6th. It's in Concord, New Hampshire, and it's going to be a great day. The young, New Hampshire Young Surveyors are putting on a Surveyor Olympics, so everyone will come through. We're having like a timed chain-throwing contest, which will be really interesting because I know none of us younger <laughs> surveyors have ever thrown a chain, um, so we'll get schooled on that one, and we have like a 100-foot pace. Uh, the time we can set up a backsite leveling over a point and, you know, some fun little tasks nice. and events that, you know, participants are going to go through and we came up with some medals and stuff. So it'll, it'll be a good day. Well, that's neat. Cause, uh, well, uh, I know it's, it's going to be one to look forward to uh, the incoming NSPS president, uh, Mark Sargent. And it's, 
in his backyard. So that's that's kind of cool too. That uh, yeah, it's not, it sounds like it's going to be a great couple of days. Um, well, I got to tell you that, uh, like I said earlier, in the short time that the the, the New Hampshire Young Surveyors has been together, uh, you guys are setting the bar pretty high, and uh, with uh, and it looks like uh, no end in sight. Um, I'm hoping you guys all stay involved. Um, yeah, it was nice to meet you at the fall meeting for the first time, along with a few others. Um, and I guess that's one thing I want to stress in talking about the young surveyors. Um, get involved. And uh, Eric has provided a, a, a great example of what it's what happens when you get involved. Uh, and it's not just these little pet projects. It's, it is getting involved at the state level and the federal and the national level. Uh, we appreciate I mean, you're, it's one, you're one of us. So, uh, Eric, please keep doing what you're doing. I, I, like I said, I, I greatly appreciate all the efforts you've put into it uh, going through there. Um, I do, I do want to put a, get a little shout out to uh, uh, the new NSPS Young Surveyors website, uh, youngsurveyors.org. Uh, a lot of works went into it. It's very impressive. I think it looks great. Uh, there's going to be more content coming on it uh, at, you know, as, as it becomes available, I'd, I'd like to see more and more people on it. Um, I guess coming back to you for a second, Eric, uh, do you have any, any uh, association goals? Anything you'd like to, like to accomplish as, uh, as a member of uh, NHLSA and NSPS? You know, I'm accomplishing it right now. I think sitting here talking to you is, is an accomplishment and the stuff we've done throughout our first year is an accomplishment. And I'm really looking forward to looking back at this in a few years and knowing that I was a part of the start. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm a career surveyor, so I'm going to be involved for a long time. Um, I am good friends with John Shagnon, who's the New Hampshire director at the NSPS level. And just being involved at the national level and even at the state level has taught me a lot more than just going to work Monday through Friday or any four-year degree can do. You're surrounded by other active land surveyors who have gone through some of the growing pains that you're going through. And, you know, especially if you're a young surveyor, you know, start out by going to that um, young surveyors website that Tim spoke of. I forget if it's .org or .net. It's .org, yep. Youngsurveyors.org. Uh, get signed up, and on that website, there's a directory of all the state directors for the for the young surveyors. So whether you're from New Hampshire or Mass or Oregon or um, Nevada, as uh, they'll say it out there, and you know, I always pronounced it wrong at the fall business meeting. So <laughs> give those guys a shout out, a shout out over there because they're doing great things, and um. You know, just get involved and start talking and start learning, and it's it's just great. Well, and I highly recommend uh, to anybody listening to to uh, follow the young New Hampshire Young Surveyors on Facebook and on Instagram. I I like seeing the pictures that you guys are posting. Um, unfortunately, some of the snow you guys have had in the last couple of days, last couple of week or so. Um, but no, keep posting. That's that's really cool stuff to see, and uh, we we appreciate you guys. Guys, the, the entire group putting this together, and uh, uh, we, we look forward to talking more about additional exploits that you guys want to put together. So, uh, anybody you'd like to thank? Uh, I mean, you, obviously, you guys, you couldn't have done this alone. There's, there's organizations, groups, people you'd want you want to thank for help helping get this thing to, together, both the uh, the group and the 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 ascension, the ascension of the summit. 
Yeah, so NHLSA, of course, you know, they're so supportive of our group and, you know, it's nice to be heard. You know, the executive committee over there is always welcoming us young surveyors at their meetings and get, getting our ideas. Um, you know, I was on the fence on whether I was just going to give out everyone's name because there was only 10 of us involved with the Tecumseh project, but I'm leaning towards um, giving a shout out to the companies because they all lended us all the equipment to make this um, possible. So, you know, the GPS um, base crew was, all that equipment was HEB engineers out of Conway, New Hampshire. Um, you have TF Moran, Inc. They have offices in Bedford and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Doucette Survey, LLC out of Newmarket, New Hampshire. I believe they have an office in Kennebunk in Bedford as well. Uh, GM2, Inc. out of Concord, New Hampshire. Lewis Builders out of Atkinson, New Hampshire. MHF Design Consultants, Inc. out of Salem, New Hampshire. And as previously stated, the USDA Forest Service was all part of the Tecumseh Project. Well, that's good. I, it's fantastic to hear that kind of support from the companies for something a bunch of youngsters want to go do and go climb a mountain and just measure something. That, uh, yeah, that that speaks volumes to the to the companies themselves uh, allowing you that that time to do that. All right, you want to you want at least give some shout outs to the uh, the group that did it too. Yeah, I mean, oh, please <laughs> do, please do. Credit where credit is due. So. The team consisted of Seth Burnell and Kevin Tilton. They're with HEB. Josh Manning was with Lewis Builders. Mitch Cummings with GM2. James Detzel was with the Forest Service. Myself with TF Moran. Emily Hayes with the Department of Natural Resources. Um, Alex Cam with MHF. And Whitney Koval with Doucette Survey. That was the 10-person 10, 10 crew as well as um, our NHLSA publications director who really kind of wrapped this whole thing up for us and it wouldn't be where it is today without him. Very nice, very nice. Well, uh, both you know Eric and the entire group, well done. Uh, for those who want to go out and read about it, uh, it is has been in News and Views. It's on, on Facebook and a couple of different places. Uh, New Hampshire, uh, nhmagazine.com has the uh, 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 version of the article as well. Um, it is a cool read. It is a, uh, it's really neat to see a, a group of forward thinkers just going out and uh, chasing something down that uh, people are going, hmm, I wonder what that really is. And you went out and determined it. So I thank you for being on. And uh, I, I got a sneaky suspicion that you and I are going to probably talk again sometime sooner rather than later. So uh, uh, we'll have to make this a regular thing. Yeah, I, I really enjoy the conversation. I think the, you know, if I'm on again, it'll be less palm sweaty. <laughs> you know, kind of like playing with my oh, wedding ring. Uh, everything's good. Nope, we're um, all good. Nope. You know, as we settle in and, and get into these, I'd love to just be on and, and chat. I think talking about surveying is something that comes natural. So um, I do have a copy of the first edition article that was released in our state temporary benchmark. Um, I do really enjoy the New Hampshire Magazine article, but for that article was kind of dumbed down for the average reader. Um, for us fellow surveyors, if you're looking for a little bit more technical read that gets into some of the, you know, Quimby notes and how the elevation was derived in the early 1900s, if you shoot me an email, it's nhlsayoungsurveyors at gmail.com, I can send you a copy of that article. 
Um, that was NHLSA Young Surveyors at Gmail. And we'll also, yeah, we'll get that up on, uh, I'll, we'll have them do it on News and Views again because, like I said, it is a good, yes, your your article was uh, a little more nuts and bolts, and it was a fascinating read. It really was. Like I said, looking at the Quimby uh, notes was uh, is quite interesting. It's amazing what they were able to do with the technology they had at the time. So, well, uh until next time, I appreciate Eric being on. We'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, find another topic that we can beat on a little bit here later. But uh, th- uh, thank everybody in the group from 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 me, from NSPS, and uh, all the fellow surveyors out there. And uh, we'll do it again uh, very do it again real soon. Thank you, Tim. listening to the introductory episode of the Young Surveyors Network Edition here on the Surveyor Says Podcast. NSPS would like to thank Eric and the New Hampshire Young Surveyors Group for not only taking on this project, but for sharing it with articles and this podcast. We look forward to hearing more from this group with their future projects, as well as involving these young leaders in national surveying activities. Look for more episodes with Eric and other young surveyors soon here on the podcast. Speaking of upcoming episodes... Our next one will be a chat with Ellie Ball, CEO of the Get Kids Into Survey program. We will discuss its origin, how NSPS became involved, how they continue to develop new themes for posters and characters, and expansion of the curriculum into other mediums. This chat will also include a very special surprise guest who will provide the -the behind-the-scenes look at the poster distribution process. So remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, now on iHeartRadio, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. Also, watch our website, nsps.us.com, for information on future episodes. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. <laughs>